Wednesday Comics. My name is Marvin. To my left, AP18 himself. Alex, how you doing? Hello, everybody. I'm doing well. To my right, GW himself. Garrett, how you doing? Doing good. Wednesday Comics Podcast. My, ma- my name is... My name is Bean. My name is Marvin. Here again, once again, 816, 817. Tell you the comics coming out for this week. Mid-August already. Uh, the heat is dying off. We'll hear about the weather a little bit later. But things are getting a little bit chilly. Uh, the fall, the leaves are falling. I saw Alex. I saw some brown leaves on the floor. So, hell yeah. So it's getting a little bit colder. Sweatshirt yeah. weather. Yeah, and um, uh, I'm hoping for a long fall. I don't need this quick winter shit. And judging by <laughs> how hot I got in the summer, maybe we'll get that. So who knows? Actually, it might be the opposite. We might get a lot of precipitation. Uh. Earth's a little mad right now, so we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, today on the show, we are going to talk about our book club book. I uh, talk about some releases coming out this week. I have a little bit of entertainment to talk about with our correspondent, and uh, I'll see if he's available for a call. And then uh, at the end of the show here, we'll talk about a, a movie that came out recently, Prey, directed by Dan Trachtenberg. And... Uh, Oh, I just had her name. I'll look it up by the time we get there, but who's starring um, uh, a very unknown cast of people, and it, it was exclusive, exclusively to Hulu. Uh, it was supposed to come out in theaters, but when Disney bought Fox, they were like, yeah, you keep that on Hulu. And then it turns out people like it. So uh, we'll talk about that and talk a little bit about, and we'll talk more about the movie and uh, what we thought about that. So uh, before I get there, uh, let me give this guy a call right now. Let's see here. We got to make sure that uh, <laughs> he doesn't fall asleep on us because, you know, then it takes forever to get him on the ringer. This fucking guy. <laughs> I, think, I think what gets me is that in my brain, I'm going, Did that show ever have a moment where they had to go for the whole Here he is. Oh, is hashtag guest coach. <laughs> Jeez. We just heard a minute of that song. What are you watching tonight that's taking you so long to answer your phone? Um, Father of the Bride with Steve wow. Martin because I've never seen it and it's on Disney Plus now. 
Or you could have lied to us and said anything else. <laughs> no, I have no shame. I oh, wait, no, the original? I think you were talking about the uh, Andy Garcia version that came out recently. No, I'm not talking about that one. Are you going to watch that one? Are you leading up to that? I don't know. But, I mean, it's I'm more Corey, than happy. Of course he's building up to it. It's his most iconic movie for the year. Steve Martin and Martin Short. That's all I got to say there. Uh, two of the funniest people on this planet, especially Martin Short. Right? Nobody mm-hmm. makes me laugh like Martin Short makes me laugh. You know what we should watch, uh, Corey? And when I say this, I say this with no... I'm not joking around whatsoever. It's not a great movie, but Martin Short makes me laugh like no other than that fucking movie is Clifford. <laughs> Dude, Corey and I watched that growing up and watched <laughs> Garrett and I love the all shit out the of time. Clifford. We've seen it a million times. Hey, people hate it. Oh, God. I, like they get horrible reviews. People say it's a bad movie, but that movie makes me laugh like no fucking. I recently rewatched it like a month ago <laughs> because I used to watch it growing up too, and I was like, I wonder if this movie is actually still good. And I watched it. And I kept laughing. I don't know. I guess Dude, I I freaking love it. That was like do you the guys, f- do you watch Only Murders in the Building, Marvin? I do. I haven't watched the full thing of season two. Oh, God. I just watched tonight's episode, or today's episode. And God, it's just so funny. It's so good. That was like the first movie I saw Martin Short in. It was Clifford. And so good. ever since then, he popped up all over the place. And he's always been a person I've seen in movies and and stuff. And then anytime he's on any kind of talk show, he's just uh, the best. So, And when he was Jiminy Glick, my favorite. So. Speaking of which, entertainment, uh, we have the entertainment uh, king from the entertainment capital of the world, hashtag guest host one. I had to call you, and I, you know, last week we called you to figure out what's going on with DC. News today uh, with the Flash movie, looks like it is moving forward because Ezra decided he uh, decided they wanted to go to um, uh, rehab. And so it's going to be put out, and he's going to uh, become a changed person. What do you think about that, Corey? What are we now? We get to see the. You rather they just scrape the whole thing? I mean, they're they're not opposed to it, I guess. Uh, with Recast. other movies, recast. Yeah, Put somebody maybe. else in digitally alter. I don't know. Don't you think it's kind of weird? And and we're not this uh, uh, series of a show, but the 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 type of things that he's done is like you can't just go to rehab and forget that, right? <laughs> Like he, one, he was even like yeah. a drug lord. He was like a drug cult leader lord. Should, isn't that like you get cast out? Like there's no redemption for that. And if there is, you get the redemption first, and then you come back and do movies. You don't right. just one of the, one of those things would have been enough to get somebody fired off a movie. Not six things. What is so? It, it's just like what's the line? What does he got to do? Is he have to physically murder it, somebody like, for them to be like? Maybe we should cancel the Flash. Isn't that the perfect <laughs> excuse right now with the merger and everything that's going on just to be like, we scrapped it? But the only thing is that DCEU has, has dug so far down having to throw these movies out. This is your sign that even your cast can't keep their shit together. Uh, just drop the whole damn thing. Be done. And the only sad thing about that is, is like, of course, we all want to see Michael Keaton as Batman again. So it's just like... You know I've seen him twice. I don't need it again. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You take that back. I okay, can't. well now, now you get George Clooney. Isn't he Good also going to be? Good oh job, no, they, did they scrap that Supergirl movie too? Ah, uh, they did. Scrap <laughs> so, Supergirl. Wasn't but he going to safe? Wasn't uh, Keaton going to be in in Supergirl too? He's going to be in Batgirl. I'm not sure about Supergirl. I think I read right. he was going to be in Batgirl, which led to Supergirl, and then he was going to be in Flash. 
I think he's going to be in all of them. He's going to be kind of the bridge to kind of reconnect. Can the you universe. imagine that man's like, yes, I'll come back and be Batman. Something that you didn't think was going to ever happen again. And then the three movies he's in goes to shit. He's like, I'll do three movies. And they're like, holy shit, we got him for three. Now you got him for zero. All right. Dude, why at wouldn't Warner they? Bros, so they were Rose Discovery. I'm tweeting right at you right now. Air tweet, voice tweet. Batman Beyond starring Michael Keaton. Do it. Holy shit. Don't and you could stupid. still do, you could literally get Will Ferdell to play Terry McGinnis. Who? Or somebody else. Will Ferdell. Not Will Ferdell. <laughs> He's young. He's hip. He's like 40. Hey, man. Batman's 40. I literally thought you said <laughs> Alfred Molina. I thought you said Alfred Molina. I was like, what are you on that he could play a Batman? <laughs> hey, he looked pretty good in No Way Home. You know? <laughs> I'm trying to think who you would even get to play Terry, but... Um, cast the kid Cast the kid from Gotham. It'd be kind of a, a weird, like... Boo. No, the guy from Nightwing in uh, Pirates 5. Oh, Brandon Thwaites? Yeah, Brandon Thwaites. Get that guy in there. That'd be kind of some world... Or uh, Timothy Chalet. Uh, take, um, uh, what's his nuts, the singer, Harry Styles out of that piece of shit Eternals and make him Batman Beyond. <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't know, uh, Corey, uh, switching topics here real quick, if you had time to look at reviews, but I guess she hopes uh, getting good reviews. Um, um, I've heard different. I mean, I've heard it's good after episode one and two. I've heard episode one is not very good. Episode two is okay, and then three and four are really good. Okay. That's what I saw as well. Um, I mean, but I've also seen. Have, how many times do I got to see? This new Marvel show is the best show yet. <laughs> I was going to say, haven't we, we talked about this last time when Miss Marvel was coming. I was like, they always rank good in, in, via critics, but like, also, like, the critics also see, like, the first, like, beginning episodes. They never see the whole thing. And it's like, that's where these shows have been falling apart is the last couple episodes. So, I mean. I feel like it's the opposite. I feel like they start really bad and then they, like, you know, end it fairly better than they You're start. telling me I agree that Falcon that. and the Winter Soldier ended perfectly. It didn't end perfectly, but the last two episodes were sure a lot better than the first the four. The sixth episode get was the best episode of, of that garbage. Get and out of town. To be fair, that one's the worst one of them all. So, oh yeah, oh, yeah. Marvin, <laughs> you think? Didn't you like when he's getting like he's training to be Captain America instead of being a little punk ass bitch he's, running away with Bucky the whole time? When he's throwing <laughs> his shield against the trees. Yeah, I honestly thought I thought it was dragging his fucking feet at that point. Well, that whole series was dragging. It didn't <laughs> need to be made. <laughs> What's well, made for no reason? I mean, that's. An hour long of chit chat. Is that not the mo yeah. of the of any of these series? They all dragged their feet to the last two episodes. Like, there's a lot of Moon there's a lot of plot progression in the last couple episodes, but I feel like it's also rushed, so it also makes it feel like not really earned. Moon Knight, mm-hmm. I, I think Moon Knight was better throughout, well paced throughout. But I'm talking about all the other shows. Like, all the shit happens in the last two episodes. Did you guys finish Miss Marvel? Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Never even watched it. It's really. I good. thought that was very good. I think that's one of the you know, it may be the top like that or Moon Knight. Moon Knight one, for sure. I'll agree. Miss Marvel was uh, very different, and I think that's why it was better. 
Yeah, it was. I really enjoyed it, and I would love at Marvel, Marvel team up with Miss Marvel and Peter Parker. I think it would be perfect. And America Chavez, all three of them. Yeah, sure. that's uh, fine. We get the champion started. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, then- I don't know. Yeah, like you said, the shows have been shaky. I am kind of of the team like Smart Hulk. I'm like, come on. Oh, he's doing yoga? Where's our Savage Hulk? Where's our Berserker Hulk? Yeah, he's already giving up the torch, and he's barely been intelligent for, like, three, four years. Like, And, Corey, I know you've said this before, but Universal dragging its ass over there is the reason why Hulk doesn't have his own movie. Is Mark Ruffalo never going to get his own movie? Is he getting At this rate, no. I heard rumors that they're working on a deal to get the rights back to Marvel. As long as they don't touch Universal Studios, I'm fine with it. Like the theme park. You know they have Coaster. At me, Universal, free year pass, please, for promoting <laughs> you freely. I would like year pass, fast pass. Hey, this guy is would no longer be uh, freely when they pay you back for it. This I man... would like year long pass. Fast this man pass over here is really about the clout today, huh? Trying to get that, <laughs> trying to get everybody on board. I, I, I got plenty of shade to say. So, um, Universal Island better than Disney World. At me, Disney. Come at me. <laughs> hey, uh, Corey, you want to hear a hot take before we go? Sure. Alex didn't like Prey. I can see why some people would not like it. What? What? I'm so, of all of, of everybody, you're the one I thought would be the hottest about no, me not liking it. No, I enjoyed it. I just I liked the last twenty minutes. Um, there was a lot of stuff leading up to it where I was like, the one thing I don't like is that they changed the face design. Like I'm a canon guy, you know. So where you change the design of how the predator looks underneath, I was not a fan of that. I'm cool with like the bone helmet. I thought that was interesting. But when they take off the bone helmet, I want consistency. You know, when you see an alien. I want to see an like from the Alien franchise. I want to see the Alien. When I see a face hugger, I want to see a face. Hugger. I, I, I will say, face. Corey. I, I don't want to. I see did a little face. research for a review later on the show about for Prey, and um, I did see that it's a different type of predator, and that's why it looks different. Right, and if eventually, because if this is like the first, because you know they hint at doing more, if we would see that different iteration eventually. Hey, I'm all for it. But maybe I, it's I, just no, too quick to judge. But I enjoyed it, and I but I can see why some people would not, just because, like, I think it's a good predator. It's just, yeah, the last twenty minutes are the are really good. But with you wish they were doing that the whole time. Corey, before I let you go here, I do have a, a very pressing question for you. Did you uh, go and watch uh, DC League of Super Pets yet? No, but it does look good. I don't know. I haven't really heard. I uh, saw that film over the weekend on a Saturday. They call it. Uh, went down to Omaha, and instead of driving down to the zoo on us uh, on the day of and getting there and being tired already, we just stayed overnight. So Saturday, we're like, let's go see a movie. So we went to the Alamo. Um, saw DC League of Super Pets. Might be the best movie I saw in theaters this year. I'll tell you that much. Really yeah, nice. Really I'll tell you this: the funniest movie I've seen at least in theaters this year. <laughs> that and Alamo Draft House? Yeah, in Omaha. How are those movie theaters? I've never been to one. What was your experience like? Great. It's like the 
I've been there a few times. Um, and then when me and uh, Garrett went to Colorado, we went to one. Uh, they're oh, good. Still, they're good because oh. you like you order food at, uh, at the beginning, and they don't show any ads, so they show something. So like for this one, right? DC uh, League of Super Pets, they just kept showing like old, um, old Superman. Actually, it was Superboy. Superboy and his uh, pal Crypto, like cartoons beforehand because right. they don't have ads. Um, and then the screen of the sound quality is amazing, and the food's great too. So, and then like if you awesome. need something extra during the show, you just write it down on a sheet of paper and like put it in this thing, and they come by and take it, and then bring it to you. So very cool at Alamo Draft House, free movie passes too, please. Geez, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna run out of swag, or Do you got an Alamo there in the old Minneapolis? Uh, I don't think so. I think it's just AMC here. So. At AMC, free life passes as well if you got the time. <laughs> or free popcorn you choose. Um, <laughs> it says right here they have one of the Twin Cities. It says there is an Alamo in the Twin Cities? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I'll try to get a, a location here for you so you would know where it is. At Alamo Draft House, Twin Cities. Free oh, here it is. For life, please. Do you know a place called uh, Woodbury? Yeah, oh, that's like half, 35, 45 minutes away. That's really far away. So they that's have really far, but they have one they, there. They're, they're giving you the free passes for life. They do have. Shut uh, the hell up and go there. They yeah. do have. Yeah, 45 <laughs> minutes isn't that bad. Free movie passes for life, please. Thank they you. do have an Alamo uh, unlimited pass thing, so they could give you one of those. Do, are you a subscriber to the AMC uh, A list? I am not. Corey, you're there like every fucking week. Why wouldn't you be? No, I go to actually I go to a show place, Icon Show Place, um, with, in Park. So at, at Icon Show Place, St. Louis, <laughs> you passes for life, please. Why would you go to there when you you're missing out on Nicole Kidman every time you watch the movie? Um, uh, you know, scientist Sam. Yeah. Sam does me the courtesy of playing Nicole Kidman's AMC commercial before the movie, so oh. that way we get before we watch our show place movie. So okay. So then it's worth it. At Nicole Kidman, free movie passes for Life AMC. <laughs> you think that was her salary for that movie? That's right. She gets free movie passes for Life. Her and Keith Urban, they, you know, he gets her free concerts and she gets him free movie passes for Life. <laughs> At uh, Keith Urban, free concerts for Life. Thank you. There you go. You heard it here first. Uh, Oh, we know that's Kenny Chesney. I heard, I heard a lot of panhandling almost. Things <laughs> or something by everybody. Listen, the man, the man is uh, just trying to make a buck in this world here. So, um, Corey, At Dogecoin to the moon. Thank you. <laughs> Was there anything else you wanted to talk about before you go here? Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything. She Hulk this week, like I said. So we'll have to talk about that next week. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else coming. I saw some new news, but it's sad news. Um, the kid playing Jonathan Kent in Superman and Lois is being recast. He's stepping oh, away I did from the show. See that. I did see mm. that. Oh. I really liked uh, the first half of season one because I never finished John, it. John Kent, remind me, is John Kent the emo one or is that the football guy? The football one. Oh, okay. That's the sad. cool He's kid. Good. The other kid, I would like to be recast, but um, <laughs> the cool kid's fine. Why? What's he, the actor's why? name, Garrett? It's Jordan Elsass. Hey, at Jordan Elsass, 
at Marvin Salgado doesn't like you. Go no, that's no, that's the one that's leaving. I don't know. I can't remember the other guy's name. Is. Oh, Jordan. Well, at Jordan, whatever. You'll be missed. You did a good job. The good work. But you know, follow through with your commitment. The other guy is just a little too white. <laughs> oh my god. god, Corey, you're so savage. <laughs> Is a little too, he's a little too whiny on his, his takes. I would like another shot at it and less oh, whiny. About Corey. <laughs> less whiny on that. He's a little whiny. Oh, okay. There we go. Hashtag Guessos one in the entertainment capital of the world. Entertainment King, sign out. Uh, sign us out here. Uh, this is hashtag Guessos one. All my ads, you know where to find me for all my <laughs> free merchandise and uh, apparel. <laughs> Um, stay classy San Francisco uh, at City San Francisco free Disneyland passes for life thank you have a good night (laughs) jeez that guy you can find him on Twitter at uh, hashtag SOS1 hashtag uh, entertainment capital of the world so no you can't but he should get that you should get at uh, hashtag SOS1 I I bet it's out there so could be uh, Gary, nope, we're gonna do this next. Let's go ahead and uh talk about some books coming out this week. Books, uh, shirtless bear fighter number two, uh, number one, excuse me, shirtless bear fighter two, number one, uh, Jody Lahimp and Neil Vendrell. Uh, miniseries premiere, new story arc. Honestly, it's a fucking premiere, of course, new story arc. Finally, the man, the myth, the, le- the legend, shirtless bear fighter returns to the war on the bearer in a wild new action comedy with higher stakes, higher stakes, new characters, and all the world and hilarity, all the heart and hilarity you expect from series creator Jody Lahip and Neil Vendrill. This time, Shirtless searches for his true origin, sets him on a collision course with the bear god Ursa Major. Mayor? Oh, yeah. Ursa That's Mayor? God. <laughs> what is it? Ursula Major. Battle begins this August with 32 ad free pages of side splitting flapjack fury. Don't miss it, Alex. Uh, I, I hadn't even read the preview prior. I'm super excited to know that he's going to go fight a constellation. Uh, it should be really good. The first the the first series that came out probably what six years ago now, maybe yeah. even longer, um, was really 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 good. the The beginning was fantastic. I don't remember enjoying the ending of it as much, but I saw that this was coming out and getting a second volume. I thought, you know what? Hell yeah! I need some laughter in my life. I like I know. Canadians. I like I- bears. I saw it too, and I literally like fist pumped in the air. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" I'm so happy it's coming back. So it should be good. I mean, I don't expect anything amazing out of it. I just expect to enjoy it. So that's all I need. This is off topic, but because I'm on previousworld dot uh, com right now, and in the features on the right hand side, I see Kylo Ren. Uh, it does remind me that when I was on this vacation, if you can call that, it was one day. Excuse me, two days, but overnight, um, staying in a hotel. Uh, I watched a little uh, television, TNT, a little uh, Rise of the Skywalker, and uh, it's the first time because I've never seen it because I never went to go see it in theaters, and I constantly, whenever I went Disney Plus, I just have no interest in watching it because I heard it's not good. 
But uh, that movie might be one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Um, that whole sequel trilogy is garbage, except Force Awakens. And I know you say you like the Last Jedi. You're just lying. No, I, I actually, lying to it's yourself. Good. It's a good movie. But it's, this movie look, has go look up the fight choreography and tell me that's a good movie. Listen, horrible. And, and the, I'm talking about the rise. All right. I know um, you are. I know you are. All that movie was was trying to make up for the shitstorm that last. Let me Jedi ask you created. a question. When did uh, Mr. Emperor Palpatine get enough power to shoot like a hundred ships and and immobilize them at once? But he did not do that when they were attacking him in Return of the Jedi on the Death Star. Uh, you know he uh, because he got to suck up some fucking the diet of the Force. All right. Man. Well, when did he get that power? Uh, he got it because nothing in the sequel trilogy makes fucking sense. All right. They did round robin storytelling. Yeah. Which you should never it, do it when is, you bring a franchise back. I will agree years. with you there, Mr. G-Dub, uh, that the round robin writing made that uh, sequel trilogy inconsistent and made it so that literally nothing makes sense movie to movie. So, um, And it ruined Luke Skywalker. Thank yeah. God for Mandalorian season two. At season two? Yeah, remember? He shows up at the end of season two. Oh, I thought that was the end of season one. All right. Well, at least you didn't say season three when he's just really, like, talking to Baby Yoda. He's like, oh, we're mm-hmm. going to train you. Uh, Denise Camp S. Morian for 20th Century Men out of Image Comics, extra length first issue. At the end of the 20th century, superheroes, geniuses, madmen, and activists rush towards World War III, a Soviet iron hero. A super-powered American president, an insane cyborg soldier, an Afghan woman hell-bent on building a better life for her people, these strange yet familiar beings collide in a story that mixes history, politics, and comic book mythology into something totally new. Welcome to 20th Century Men, where the edges of our reality and fiction touch, overlap, and then explode. So, saw this, I saw the art, uh, mostly is what sold me on it. It's a very uh, um, unique style. And uh, looking forward to it. So there we go. 20th Century Men. Speaking of bad days, Batman, bad day, one bad day at the Riddler number one. This is Tom King and Mitch Gerads. The Dark Knight's greatest villains get their greatest stories yet. The Riddler, Two-Face, Penguin, Mr. Freeze, Catwoman, Bane, Clayface, Raza Ghouls, Batman's most iconic events are all given 64-page prestige format specials that show why they're the greatest villains and all the comics spearheaded by today's top talents. We begin with Batman One Day, One Bad Day. The Riddler, Tom King, and Mitch Gerads uh, reunite to dive deep in the mind of Batman's most intellectual foe, the Riddler. The Riddler has killed a man in broad daylight for seemingly no reason. There's always a reason. The Riddler is playing a game, and there always are rules. Batman will reach his wit's end trying to figure out the Riddler's true motivation. In this epic psychological thriller, this is not to be missed. Garrett, what do you think? Uh, obviously, creative team, amazing. Uh, villain choice, also very good. Uh, series choice, very good. Um, you know, I think uh, we've always been blown away by uh, Tom King and Mitch Gerads. Um I don't. I know the probably the artist will be rotating. Maybe it's the creative teams altogether. Um, not sure on that, but I know for this, for, this is a strong issue one. Uh, Tom King and Mitch Gratz taking on the Riddler. Um, no, I'm excited. You know, I, I was a little bummed with Batman Catwoman issue twelve. So hopefully, uh, Tom King can bring us back in and 
uh, start off another great series. And, you know, he's been doing great in the Batman The Killing Time um, with Riddler and other characters. So, no, I'm excited to dive. And I love that they use the quote from Joker that all it takes is one bad day. Love that quote. And I think it's a great way to kick off a series. There you I'm go. I'm surprised that Tom King doesn't do Superman ever. Yeah, like, I don't know. Do like do a six issue run of him. I know that he did Supergirl, right? But I think his Clark Kent, his Superman, would be so well received. It's maybe that's why he's uh, maybe maybe that's why he's keeping his feet wet in DC, just trying to get to there. Maybe. maybe. I don't know. It's possibly also that maybe he doesn't like running ongoings as much, and Superman's a lot of pressure. So, yeah. Uh, finally, Daredevil number two. Uh, Zdarsky and Marco Chitano. Daredevil number 650. After Devil's Reign, everything it has ever meant to be Daredevil has changed thanks to Elektra and her newfound role. As the woman without fear, Daredevil is more ambitious than ever with a who's who of creators from across the fabled character's history. And some can't miss surprises along the way. This oversized epic kicks the next year of Chip Zdarsky and Marco Cicchetto's landmark run on Daredevil, off in explosive style. Now, since this is number two, but I don't remember number one coming out. Am I just uh, wrong? No, nope, number one came out. Oh, I I, I got to pick up both of them and read them then. I saw this and I was like, holy shit, how did I miss one? Um, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, wait a second. No, I did get it. You know what? When did it come out, Alex? I don't know. I haven't gotten it yet. So, oh. so last month. Last month. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says here it came out July thirteenth. So yeah. So last month. Yep. <laughs> All right. Looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing has changed in any of these statements. <laughs> Uh, Alex, uh, speaking of change, what about this weather? What are you looking at here? You know what? I uh, These last three days specifically have been fantastic. When I take the dog out in the morning to go potty or even in the evening after I get done doing the show, uh, it's super nice and cool. Even the daytime is fantastic. You know, a little rain never hurt anybody unless you're the Wicked Witch. Yes, there might be some sprinkles, maybe a little rain coming this week. But you know what? At the end of the week... It's going to be phenomenal. The world needs some more water. She's pissed at us. She's like, hey, drown on this. But hey, you'll come out at the end with fall. So fall weather just around the corner. Get excited for it. Are you I am, the best season is fall. Sweatshirt are, weather all the time. Are you saying that in the morning you take the dog out for you to go tinkle or the dog? I can't confirm nor deny which one happened. So, mm. and then when you're I out there, the, you just... I take the dog out to go potty. And then you got saying... a fence. Why does it matter? You know, you know, I got to mark my territory too. <laughs> and then you're saying when you're out there, Mother Nature's also pissing on you. Hey, hey, she's she's marking her territory too. <laughs> I'm just in the way. Brought to you by Rainbow Comics and Cards dot com. You're Leading a uh, distributor of comics. That doesn't make sense. You're leading a uh, store of comics in Lincoln, Nebraska, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. That's RainbowComicsAndCards.com. For more information, go to RainbowComicsAndCards.com. Uh, Garrett, we have a book club? 
Wednesday Comics League of Extraordinary Dental People proudly present. Longest freaking intro ever, man. You gotta cut it off. I was trying to turn on those volume, but it wouldn't turn out. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Batman, Gates of Gotham, number. Uh, um, it is. Uh, I'm trying to find the creative team. Well, it's Scott Snyder and Ryan Parrott. The artist, I'm trying to lock Kyle down. Kyle Higgins. Yep, Kyle Higgins as well. Here we go. Here I found it. All right. Jeez. It is written by, this issue is written by Ryan Parrott, Kyle Higgins, and Scott Snyder with art by um, Trevor McCarthy and Guy Major. No, no, no. Trevor McCarthy's not on this issue. Well, Guy Major then. No, it's not Guy Major either. Okay, well, DCComics.com is wrong, then. If you look at the actual issue, it says Dustin Wynn. Okay, well, then Dustin Wynn. And also, uh, Scott and Kyle Higgins did the story, and Kyle Higgins and Ryan Perrett did the script. So, mm. And Ryan Perrett has been on this series since issue three, so that's when he jumped on. Yeah. I looked it all up because she's been... Because I said in the last issue... That the art looked better, and not because it wasn't Trevor anymore. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so this issue has all the next three, four, and five all have a different artist on them. So, and there's there's like two or three pages in this that's not Dustin Win. And let me tell you, you can tell <laughs> when it's with just the other person. I was like, what the hell is this? Um, it's a scene with Red Robin and Batman, and it, like right after. They get attacked, and right after he figures out that the bridge is the next target, and they get together, um, that scene. Um, if you have it in front of you, I would relook at it. Uh, it doesn't look that great. But the rest of it looks fantastic, I feel like. Yeah. It's got a pretty good colored palette. What do you think of this, this issue? issue? This issue is a lot more action-oriented, which uh, is kind of nice. But again, I was saying before the show, uh, that draw on the line at two ninety nine for you know, 22 pages. Uh, it's nice, but also it goes by super quick. Um, and uh, I can, I was surprised when I got to the uh, issue five already. Cause I was like, really? Um, but uh, I thought it was good. I thought it was a lot of teamwork um, coming together with Batman, Black Bat, uh, Red Robin and Robin in this um, and kind of figuring out more of the mystery behind the Gates family. I I really did enjoy this issue. I mean, like you said, a lot of fighting, a lot of a lot of action sequences. I really enjoyed the architect as a bad guy. Uh, his uh, not even like his fight style necessarily. He just seemed way stronger than what these guys even expected, which I kind of enjoyed. That this group that is normally well attuned to uh, strategically fighting somebody. I mean, they even said it out loud. This dude's heavy on top, knock him over. Turns out, guess what? The bigger they are, the more bones they break. Uh, beat the living shit out of Red Robin. So I was, I really did. It was fast. This book was so quick. 
Uh, I read it on my phone tonight while my daughter did dance. And I thought, holy shit, I'm already at issue five. And then to believe that we have only one issue left to wrap this book up, which is kind of unfortunate. I've really enjoyed this this book club story. So gets me excited. Yeah, I, I thought that you I thought of you specifically when uh one of the Gates brothers gets shot by the shotgun and he's like choking out that uh member of the Kane family and because yeah. he can't loosen his grip, he's still choking him. It's like damn. <laughs> Killed that dude straight up, and then he's like, "Well, I did it, so cool." Why did they make you think of Alex? Huh? Why did they make you think of Alex? Killing somebody because not (laughs) killing somebody, just because the mechanics of it. Because Alex is really he likes to get into the nitty gritty on those details, and because the mechanism got shot out by the shotgun, it was token guy. Yeah. Uh, I How'd really get him out of it. Did this show how they got him out of the suit? No, uh, no, okay. that would be too much. That'd be too many panels. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that, be, that wouldn't be drawing the line at two ninety nine. Three pages to show you how the jaws of life work back then. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed this issue too. The characters I thought were great in this nice little uh, continuation of what the last issue was about. Um, five issues. That's nice and tight for Scott because Scott usually drags the shit out. So it's really nice that, you know, it's five issues and it's done. So uh, we'll see how the rest of it goes. But if I remember correctly, as I stated when we first started this, uh, I remember enjoying it. So we'll see how it ends. Uh, Garrett, uh, is there one more issue left? Yep, one issue left. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Who, uh, and then Alex, do you have the pick next? Yep. All right, there we go. Uh, before we get hey, into- pick something good, won't you, Al? I I have something in mind. Um, we're gonna do five issues of it though, because I I we'll get to it. I'll play it next week. Cool. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the can. There we go. Uh, actually, guys, it was a missed opportunity. Um, can you hear me? Yep. Uh, that was a missed opportunity, I feel like. Why? Because I could have done this instead of that song. We come to this place for magic. We come to AMC theaters to laugh. Oh, God. (laughs) To care. Because we need that. All of us. That indescribable feeling we get when the lights begin to dim. And we go somewhere we've never been before. Not just entertained, but somehow reborn. Together. Dazzling images on a huge silver screen. Sound that I can feel. Somehow, heartbreak feels good in a place like this. Our heroes feel like the best part of us. And stories feel perfect and powerful. Because here, they are. AMC Theatres. There we go. Nicole came in setting up uh, our movie review this week from... uh... (laughs) 
<laughs> the whole time I just thought of Corey and, you know, I, I, I got tears in my eyes now. Uh, directed by Dan Trachtenberg, Prey, uh, Amber, Mid-Thunder, Dakota, uh, Beavers, uh, Dane Legato, and Stormy Kip. The origin story of the Predator uh, coming to Earth. Um, available now on Hulu. Rated R, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, it's got to be rated R. There's no fucking yep. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a hard R. Uh, we alluded to it earlier, so Alex, what did you think of uh, Prey? I, I So I walked into the movie, it kind of, I mean, I, I like Predator, I know what Predator is, and I was really interested with the time period that we were going to be in, and how it was going to be handled. I made it through the movie, and I bitched my wife for probably about 10 minutes that I did not enjoy it a lot. It had some good moments. It had a lot of things that irritated me. Um, I would never watch it again if I didn't have to. What? Man, that seems so harsh. What What didn't you like about it? I did not like the overarching story that the main character, Naru, had to prove herself to, and a part of it was her own personal battle to prove to herself and to prove to everyone else that she could hunt. And then this big battle that they had had to have, or this big, um, their tribes, I don't know, test is to hunt something that is also hunting you. So when this mountain lion goes and mauls one of her tribesmen, she goes to help him out and she wants to hunt the lion. So she has this great plan. Oh, fantastic. I'm going to do this. And you guess what? She gets knocked unconscious. I'm like, oh, well, that makes sense. All this build up so that she can quote unquote fight the predator who does not see her as a threat. Also, this girl who has had very little training from what it seems like in hunting never gets hurt for more than 10 seconds at a time. The damage that everyone takes is very minimal until he starts cutting them into pieces and shredding them. So you want her to go out like Arnold? I want her to actually have had it been a battle. I mean, she beat the living shit out of it. But there was no stake. I felt there were no stakes for her. Everyone else was dead to the world because Predator couldn't be stopped. Hmm. But for her, I don't know if he if it was pulling punches and that was the whole point is that he never thought she was a threat. I, I don't know. There was more. There should have been more to it than the overarching story. That was my problem. Was the big thing is that this doesn't feel like it was authentic. This felt like hey, we had to make sure that there's a reason why she's going up against it. I wanted for the story to be, she happened to be out in the forest, she was hunting something that the Predator was hunting, and then it decided to fight her. It had hmm. it didn't have anything to do with her. She went out of her way to pick a fight. And then she hmm. did. But isn't that true in all the movies, <laughs> that he doesn't really fight something that is helpless? Right. I think I think I agree with I agree with some points of that. Like I think that is probably my least favorite uh, part of the movie is when like he's chasing her through that field and she gets to the uh, camp of the of the animal skinners and the pre- the predators like Nah, I'm not gonna kill you now. You know that part I didn't. That's probably my least favorite part of the movie. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought yes, it was a slow build. Um, 
But, you know, you got to think this is like some, one of the first iterations of the Predator, basically. Um, you know, not saying that they're going to have an arc of movies, say, like Alien or Prometheus or anything like that. But I still thought that bringing in the Predator, we don't know why their ship uh, crash landed onto Earth. That ship takes off. You got, um, you know, he's close to the same area that Nauru and her uh, tribe is. I don't think the ship crashes, by the way. I think they dropped him off. They just dropped him off. What? No, it's smoking at the beginning. Well, that's because it's coming in through the atmosphere. It's burning through the... Oh, so you... Okay. Yeah. When you first okay. see he's, he's like a scout. Then. They just drop him off to be like, go fucking hunt. We'll come back for you later. You well. know? I like that. I thought it was actually crashing down. They're like, well, we're going to go get some lunch. You go get your hunting done, and then we'll be back. And that's why at the end end of the movie, uh, they come back for him being like, what the fuck happened to this guy? Yeah. Hmm. I will say, thinking about what Alex is saying, he's not wrong. But also, it didn't bother me because I wasn't thinking about it like that hard. Here's the thing, you know. Here's how hard I was not thinking about this, Alex. It took me until like three fourths into the movie, being like, "Oh, it's called Prey because Predator." <laughs> wow, oh <my> God! <laughs> I got it right away. Um, no, it took me fucking forever when she was like, when she said that he doesn't see me as prey or something like that, or he doesn't see me as a predator or something like that. And I was like, "Oh, because she's prey." And he doesn't fight other prey; he fights predators. But then, what did he, oh? But but Alex, you you have to get props that the snake saw the predator, though, because the snake does see in heat. That's oh bad. God, that scene scared the shit out of me more than anything else. Oh, so that was the only thing is that once he started, and that was the only thing that blew my mind. Other things are hunting to eat. He's not actually hunting to eat. He's just hunting to prove that he is Trophies. the best hunter. Yeah, and getting the trophies. So he yeah. interrupts the snake from eating the mouse and kills the snake. The coyote went to go eat the hare. He cut him off too and beat the shit out of him. The bear. Okay, to be fair, the bear. I guess yeah, she was. He was protecting her from the bear. Oh yeah, she I was mean, the prey. He was a predator, so he took the, out the predator. He also was the prey these, alone. These these things just want to eat. And he's being a dick, ruining the eco- ecosystem. Look at him. He is just a jackass. Well, to be fair, though, also in the second Predator, we do find out that they're like, you know, youngins doing this shit. To let me, this is like their joyriding. And the elders, uh, you know, aren't the ones doing this. It's the kids that are doing this. The young kids picking it's like, fights? It's like, a, it's like a, a coming of age thing. Hmm. I mean, similar to in this movie, like you have to fight something that is, or you got to hunt something that's going to hunt you. So you have to go out there and collect trophies and like really have a rough battle uh, in order to like prove that you are the top predator. I will say this too, but like um, <clears throat> when the uh, French uh, trappers were fighting the predator, I feel like it looks like really they weren't that great at fighting the predator. But then when he was leaving, he was uh, he was zipping up a lot of wounds, and I was like, oh, he really got that injured. But I don't feel like they showed that really. Um, beyond that though, beyond all these like little things, I thought pacing wise, it is on par with the first film. Cause if you think about it, like Arnold really doesn't learn how to fight this thing to the last 20 minutes of the, that movie too. 
And so, like, the same thing here. She, like, is observing and learning how to uh, kill this thing. And then when she finds out, that's why she's so good at it at the end. It's because she found out all its weaknesses. Um, weaknesses. She stuck him in the mud and shot him in the face with his own gun. Yeah, that'd kill me, too. Yeah, because she found out that the helmet's a targeting system. And so all you need to do is, when he shoots, just make the helmet point it at him. Yeah. That's the other thing that bothered me. I, I, I liked her resourcefulness but then i also thought she had no honor at least when she went to go fight the mountain lion she was gonna fight a hand you know stick Dude, the hand that's it. hunting that's hunting in general there's no way that hunting is like a fair fight ever you're luring something into a field of vision Alex, to take them out this motherfucker almost killed that dog and you're okay with that Dude, you that dog what, was the MVP i was more the i was more mad at the people the uh frenchman so then when she started butchering them, I was like, yeah, good for you. That thing wasn't going to hurt the dog. Dog ran right at him. He's like, oh, he's friendly. Oh, it's because then she attacked the, no, the guy attacked her from behind, her brother. Yeah. Otherwise, they would have killed the dog. And you're okay with that. You know what? I'm craving the hunter here. Listen, I, could kill the, I could kill the predator. <laughs> I looked up and that dog has never acted in his life. That was his first acting job. Did a pretty good job. Yeah, I agree. And you were like, let's make it more realistic by actually killing him on screen. <laughs> hey. I'm surprised he survived because I was Me like, too. man, a dog in a in a predator movie. Probably uh, not. I will say, besides one, every other like homage to the original, whether it be a line of dialogue or something that happens, uh, I thought was well done. And it's not like really in your face where you're like rolling your fucking eyes. Um, especially like because the line, if it bleeds, we can kill it could be something that you roll your eyes at but I feel like it was well done in the movie but then the only, the only there's only one part of us is like okay like it's super on the nose is when she was like uh, it can't see him when she was eating the she gave that guy the flowers in the first movie that's what Arnold says when he falls in the mud he's like oh he can't see me so like I was just like okay because it seemed forced it didn't seem like like she looked at him she looked at the flowers she looked at him not being able to see him and, and I was like that's enough for us to understand that he can't, the predator can't see that guy and she understands that. But then she said it out loud and I was like, yeah, we know already. Like, you don't need to say it out loud. But then again, I know that they're just doing an homage to the original. So, um, I thought, uh, here's question, the thing. Sir, yeah, go ahead. I had a question though. Did, did the predator accidentally find out that guy was alive when he stepped on his leg and yeah. he screamed? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't him testing it. He just happened to step on him. Yeah. And, and so- I think, it calls that. That's the thing I like about this movie is that it it does stuff ahead of time, and then it, it comes around and almost does it again. But it doesn't have to explain it the second time because you've seen it the first time. And like, so for instance, the dog gets caught in the bear trap, and then later on, she gets caught in the bear trap, and you 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 know why that they have bear traps is because of the trappers, and so the, and then later on they use the traps to get the predator, and so and then also like that scene where he has that stuff in him so the prayer can't see him, but he doesn't move out of the way, so he steps on him. Later on, she ingests it, and the prayer can't see her, and she does that little sidestep so that he doesn't run into her. And then he kills the the last trapper guy. So I thought there was a lot of like good buildup, so you'd have to be like, oh, why? Like that, if you never had the first part where he steps on him, and like he would have been safe if he you know, didn't step on him, and then you just, and then you have that second scene for no reason, that sidestep. It's kind of like out of nowhere, no reason. But once again, showing that she's learning 
by other people's mistakes and that's how she like that's her strength is being able to see what other people can't see and, and her brother even said it like you see stuff i don't see and uh none of those people like ever saw like paid attention enough to and know how to beat that predator and that was the one thing that she had above the predator was being able to see and adjust and fight him on his own level versus trying to fight him just by blunt force like everybody else was. <clears throat> I'll, I say, and also the uh, DP on this uh, uh, movie, I felt like every shot looked fantastic. I thought every shot was well-framed. Uh, the the Some of the choices for the shot, I thought were really well uh, done. Um, I feel like also this movie... Um, Having an all Comanche cast, and like you can watch it in, in uh, that la- in Comanche language on Hulu if you want to, like all that kind of stuff. Like it felt like I've, I've never seen a movie, especially a, like a movie with a franchise like this. Not only first a to have a female lead like this, but also it's like if you're gonna do a story that's set in this time period, to really dig deep and really go out and really be true to who the predator would be fighting, because usually they'll. <laughs> Uh, sorry, Tom Cruise, but usually they'll be like Last Samurai and then Tom Cruise is a star, right? And so, like, mm-hmm. they could very easily have made this movie like the main person have been somebody who's just like, well, I'm like, you know, like a quarter Comanche and then, it, but it's actually like a famous person. But they chose instead to go with authenticity. Um, and I thought all that parts of the movie, all the parts that were about the culture and the weapons and their teaching and stuff like that, I thought that was really well done. And I think that adds to it because the Predator is also, we know from other movies that the Predator also has those things. And that's the reason why it's there on Earth is that it's trying to, it's like a rite of passage that it's trying to go through the same, very sim- similar to what she's trying to go through. So, um, and I will say, and we talked about this before the movie, uh, before the podcast, uh, Garrett, at the end there, hands the little uh, French pistol to the uh, leader of the tribe. And we know in Predator 2 that uh, the the Predator uh, uh, leader of the tribe gives that gun to uh, Mr. Danny Glover. Same insignia mm-hmm. and everything. So we know that there has to be some sort of sequel because how did the Predators get that gun back? I know. I'm just like, that's where I come from, too. I'm like, man, for where that tribe was after uh, this Predator got through with them, how can they uh, survive against three ships of one plus amount of predators per ship you know i'm like oofta i don't know uh be pretty tough i think so i mean like i see like a sequel like i don't know i don't know how you would do a sequel directly to this who knows in that movie like they also like in this in predator 2 when they find out danny glover kills the predator that's been ravaging los angeles um they like give him that's why he gives him the gun he's like hey you earned this giving it back to you now and it's almost like a prize like that's just a prize that you win and originally i took this as a prize because when i killed whoever and took it um and he they let danny go because they're like okay like you won and this really is like a thing of like as uh alex was saying like of honor and the predator's like okay you won this battle and they let him go um i think we might see something similar and uh, a sequel to this and once again it's the Biggest debut that Hulu's ever had, movie or TV wise. Uh, it's like doing record numbers right now in terms of, terms of streaming, and 
uh, it's getting well received by critics. So I feel like the sequel is got to happen. And if it's not going to happen, I think they're crazy. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if you see a sequel come to theaters and then they re-show this in theaters because they never got a theatrical run. Um, and, I, and I hope it's going to be, uh, you know, more of the whole tribe versus their whole tribe. Well, who knows? Who knows? They may come down. Well, obviously, they have to do something to get that gun back. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, yeah. Um, also, uh, did you ever watch Predators with Mr. Uh, Adrian Brody? I did watch Predators. I didn't watch the one after that that uh, with Olivia Munn, but oh, I you did didn't? watch. Oh, buddy, uh-uh. I watched it. Well, I I heard it was bad, or was it okay, or what? No, it's... Did it add anything to the mythos? Because like that's the thing that gets to me. It, it adds something to the mythos that I wish was never in the mythos. Like what? Uh, they're going after. So they're always, you know, predators are always trying to be the best of the best in terms of predators uh, and hunters. And they want a kid in that movie because he's autistic and they think that autistic's the next evolution of mankind. And so they, they, the predator's autistic too. And so like he like can see stuff other people doesn't see. It has a lot. It's very weird. I'm not, it sounds like I'm fucking joking. I'm not. It's like they basically say this kid has a superhero because he's autistic. Um, and that's what the predator wants. So, um, it's not great. Hmm. It's not even good, which is amazing for me to say because I love Shane Black and it's a, movie, a Shane Black movie and it's just like it's not good at all. Uh, but if we go back to uh, Predators by Mr. Robert Rodriguez, um, in that movie, the skull that he has on his head in this movie, we see that creature in that movie. So we know that's where that comes from. So there's nice little ties in this movie. I feel like they're very subtle. They don't like call it out completely. Even the hints to... The original movie, I feel like you would have to know that movie in order to get them. Because it's like when he once again, when he says, if it bleeds, we can kill it. Like it's in an appropriate spot and it makes sense in the movie. I think that's why it works so well rather than just throwing it randomly to be like, hey, it's an Easter egg. Here you go. Um, you know, what? and I like that it was only like 90 minutes in and out. Yeah, I, I like the shortness of it, too. So you're saying that that mask uh, from the predator and this one was in in predators yeah there's a creature that's that's where you got it from yeah so um i enjoyed it i'm gonna give this thing uh uh a four out of five stars i don't know i have really enjoyed it i'm gonna give it a five out of five it reignited my joy for the franchise um like even so much that i think Last week, a uh, new Predator comic came out, and I'm going to get it. Like, I just think, like, it makes me want to go back and watch the original movies. Um, you know, I just, I don't know. I thought it had everything that a Predator movie should have and gets me super pumped for the future. I mean, it just kind of gets you back into that alien, that Predator mindset, and I'm just like, let's go. Bring on more movies. Alex, you ever see Predator 2? I, I remember watching Predator 1. I thought with with you i believe so or maybe i watched it on my own i remember starting to because that's how i knew danny glover was in it and it was the scene like the last one i had seen was when that the woman and that guy are doing it in the like penthouse i was here's what i was gonna say as a kid when dvds first came out uh gary i know you don't remember this time but when dvds were first coming out and we got a dvd player we 
got like uh, five DVDs and we had, that's all the DVDs we had for a while because they were so expensive back then. Like when they first came out, they were like 80 bucks each or something like that. So Predator 2 was one of the DVDs that we got. And I had never seen Predator 1 at that time because I was just uh, probably eight years old. Um, but I would pop in this Predator 2 to watch it. And it's not for children whatsoever. So not only would it scare the shit out of me, and that scene you're specifically talking about, Alex, it's got a little rewind action. Uh, mm-hmm. and it was one of the old movies where I'm like, oh, there's uh, nudity in this movie. And so I've seen that movie a million times. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, uh, I think it's actually pretty good. It's very violent. It's more violent than the first one. It's more violent than this one, I feel like. Gory, I'll say. Not violent. Gory. Um, there's a lot of skinning of all the people in that movie. Um, and I think there's more scares, too. Yeah, it's very much plays up that. And I think actually it does a great job of doing that. Um, and I actually think Danny Glover does a, a good job of this movie. Because usually he plays like the uh, doofus character. And this one, he actually I feel like he's a legitimate threat. In this movie, um, but if I'm gonna, this is more uh, before he meets Riggs, right? Yeah, this is when he's still young for this shit, you know. Um, <laughs> I, I would say <laughs> the best. I would say that I like that movie, but it holds a special place in my heart because of that reason. I will say, Prey. I feel like, especially with all these, I've seen every single iteration of Predator. I feel like Prey is the best one since the first movie. But then again, you also got to think like these movies, they're not high cinema also. Like these are entertainment flicks. And on that level, Alex, I will level with you and say that this one tries to be a good movie versus a good action movie. I think there's good action scenes in this movie, but there are also long periods of her tracking stuff. uh, And it does take a while to get to this point. So like it's obviously not Predator 2. It's no way in hell like Predators. That movie's like fucking action-packed from the beginning. Um, I feel like it's more like Predators. And if you go back and watch the movie, there's a lot of same thing of Arnold tracking and figuring out shit. But I, I enjoyed her. I enjoyed her tracking. I re- enjoyed her resourcefulness. My biggest pet peeve was that final fight where he is a train killer. And I know that she has hunted or helped do stuff. But for how efficient she was, she never got hurt. He can't see her. And I guess that's true. Once she took his helmet, he was kind of SOL. I will say there was one time when he like power slams her in the floor and he has like his hand around her throat. And he never tries to pull out those blades to just like kill her. And it's enough time he could have done it. So in my head, my canon to make that make sense, Alex, I was like, oh, he wants to make this last because she fucked him up already. And he doesn't yeah. want to just end her. He wants to make her pay for this. And that kind of attitude is what gets him killed in the end. He wants again, to enjoy the kill instead of making it fast. Which so. is like what everybody else in the movie was doing to the Predator. And that's why they would die. And so finally he succumbs to the same kind of errors as they did. And instead she's focusing on how do I best kill this thing. Yeah, that, that's, I guess you're right. that, that's the canon I made in my head to like. Because you're right, though. Like, he, if if he was smart, he would have slammed her. Fucking knives out. She's done. Now, he can hear. Now, predators can hear, though, can't they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because in, like in the first movie, he takes off his mask, and Arnold says, you're one ugly motherfucker. And, okay. he, and, he's, <laughs> and he's insulted by it. I, yeah. I will admit, I did enjoy the fact that he didn't nuke or blow up 
you know, as a last minute ditch event to go, fuck you. Like in the beginning or in the first movie when he's laughing on <laughs> as he thinks he's going to win by blowing up everybody. And I think he does that in the second movie too, if I remember correctly, or he tries to. In Predators, he does what he does in this movie. What they do, what they do in this movie is they, those things fly up and chop people up. So um, I enjoyed I enjoyed that because I thought, okay, it is very fine tuned to that, you know, hundred yards of space that killed everybody. But I was I was nice to see that he didn't do the last ditch. Um, what do you want to call it? Self destruct. I also like that one of his weapons when she tried to use that on him and it like froze because he has control of its weapons. I did like right. that. Like she didn't know about that at that point and she couldn't account for it. So there were a couple times where she did fuck up because she didn't know everything yet. Um, and uh, I think, but also like once again, like him hesitating was his fuck up. Like he hesitated a couple times. When he could have just killed her, so I mean, he should have killed her when he saw the uh, the bear attacking her. So, yeah, the bear I, I, I still think know. that it's that it's uncharacteristic of a predator like to chase somebody, get to them, and then be like, "Ooh, I'm gonna turn invisible and walk away." Kind of, you know. I was like, "No, nope. I think he would." He was literally right behind her when she met up with the French trappers and. Yeah, she was going to die. Do I remember correctly? In the first movie, though, the the woman that they meet in the village is the only survivor because he didn't see her as a threat either. And then she's the one who gets the helicopter who gets Arnold out of there. And mm-hmm. so, like, I think these, like, earlier versions of Predators are really just doing it for the hunt. And then the, the Predators who more, like, now hate humans, that comes later, I feel like. By the way, go watch this Predator movie by Shane Black. Get back to me how bad it is. Between that and Rise of Skywalker, you tell me which one's worse. Well, you can't even forget about the worst movie of them all, uh, AVP Requiem, that you can't even see. (laughs) You can't even see us in that movie in theaters? (laughs) And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Here's here's the thing I want to bring up, actually, because you brought that up. And we talked about Stranger Things in that show. I saw tons of people being like, I can't see what's going on. I never had one issue seeing anything on Stranger Things. The last season, mm-hmm. with what's if you want to see a movie or a piece of of entertainment that you cannot tell what the fuck's going on, it's Alien versus Predator: Requiem. It is so dark, you would think that they they set the wrong settings on that projector. Um, it, you can't see anything going. It's not even just for effect either. Like you're supposed to be seeing what's going on, on the screen. Like they're actors trying to show you shit, and you can't see. Um, yeah, and it's not even entertaining anyway. So. It might as well be blind the whole fucking movie anyway, so. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Prey, Dan Trachtenberg, um, directed, actually, um, his second movie. The first one was uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane, which also I enjoy. Oh, uh, so good. He was supposed to do an Uncharted movie, but Sony fucked him around so much he just left and did this movie instead. Which I think, I think it mean, might have lucked out in the end. Um, it's already, on it, Netflix now, if you <clears> watch that. What, it's Uncharted? Good. Yeah. Uh, it's with their new Sony deal. I actually own it. I do too. I own it it's because um, when I got my Sony TV, it came with six uh, free credits for Sony movies. And turns out Sony doesn't have that great of a co- catalog. So I'm like, oh, I'll get Uncharted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was either that or Morbius. And I picked uh, Uncharted. So I think you, you dodged a bullet there. Way to go. <laughs> or I could have got Venom too. So, you know, I was between those three and I said Uncharted. I felt like that was, 
like I might like that one because Garrett said he enjoyed it, right? Yeah, well, I really liked it. So that's why I was like, all right, I'll, if anything, I could turn my brain off and not think about the game and just watch this movie and mm-hmm. enjoy it. But Morbius, I cannot, I probably can't even sit through. So, I mean, I want, I mean, I own 15 copies. I don't need another copy. That's what I meant. Uh, there we go. Rainbow, Rainbow sponsor of the show. Also, Roots of the Swamp Thing.com. Go to WednesdayComics.com, subscribe to the show, contact us at Wednesday Comics on Twitter, at Karat2188, at the AP Keaton, at Marvin underscore Sogoro. Also go to uh, uh, email us, WednesdayComics605 at gmail.com, or call us, 605-215-1849. Once again, WednesdayComics.com, subscribe to the show. Uh, also go to SuperCon.com, that's S-I-O-U-X-P-E-R-C-O-N.com, Retromania2022. This upcoming September 30th through October 2nd, the uh, biggest convention of all the things you love in South Dakota coming to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, September 30th through October 2nd. Um, Good show, guys. Uh, uh, I really enjoyed watching Pray for uh, uh, this podcast. I feel like, like you said, uh, Garrett, Kind of reignited a little predator, even if, even if there's some things I felt like were off about it. You like, oh, I'll tell you this, because it's kind of adjacent. Alien, right? The mm-hmm. original Alien Three script, they made like an audio drama out of it, and it's on Audible, and I've been listening to it. Um, and they so it's like different actors for different people. It's not just one guy reading it, and there's like sound effects and music and shit. Uh, it's it's not bad. It's pretty good. The original script. Like uh, yeah. Newt lives. Um, the what's the, what's the uh, uh, the guy's name? Captain or Sarge? Oh. Uh, Hicks. Yeah, Hicks. I remember Hicks. I can't remember. Hicks is Sergeant alive Hicks, still. Maybe Sergeant. He's still alive, and uh, obviously Ripley's still alive. Uh, and for a split second, the android's still alive, but then he actually dies right away. So it's actually narrated by him. For a while, huh? Uh, those are the only two actors they actually got that are actually from Alien. Uh, Aliens is the Hicks and uh, Lance Hendricks. Hmm. Hendricks, Hendrickson, one of the two. So, man, now I want to go watch uh, AVP just for some some Requiem. Man. Huh? Requiem? Not Requiem. I'm watching it right now because it's pitch black outside. Oh yeah. <laughs> every every night we every night they play it outside. You just don't notice. Yeah. <laughs> For Wednesday comics, my name is Marvin. I'm Alex. I'm Garrett. Hey everyone, stay comfy and keep turning those pages. <laughs>